can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> I promise I'll follow my dreams. <laughs> Fucking bastion. What a terrible kid. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and a Potter podcaster uh, come together to adventure on dragon back through the 80s movies that we love and hate and hate to love and love to hate with all the enthusiasm of someone trying to avoid 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 a great and terrible nothingness i'm chrissy lens uh wait that part doesn't come now now we talk about how we're watching the never-ending story which is a movie from 1984 which by the way 1984 i thought it was much later than that anyway Never ending story. What is the secret of this enchanted book? What wonders are hidden within its pages? What magical spell does it cast on all who read it? What is the secret of the never ending story? But that's impossible! young boy's imagination becomes a vivid reality. The world of Atreyu and Artax, a rockbiter, and a good and kind gnome. A world that is vast and eternal, treacherous and dazzling, unforgettable and free. For anyone who's ever made a wish, believed in a fantasy, or had a dream, this is The Never-Ending Story. This is The Never-Ending Story. Now's the part where I say I'm Chrissy Lenz, uh, director of National Comedy Theater National Comedy Theater, Phoenix, and improviser and comedian. Uh, and with me, as always, is... Nathan Blackwell, filmmaker uh, with Squishy Studios. And joining us today is a very special guest. Hi, Andrea Kaufman with uh, Al Post on the Nerd Party Network. Yes, very good. You should definitely check that one out. We'll give you instructions at the end for where you can find it, even though she just sort of told you. <laughs> Go to the Nerd Party, <laughs> Google it, you can find it. But at the end, you'll get specific information. Okay, The Never-Ending Story, 1984. Um, What's your history with this one? I have seen this, of course, dozens of times, Mm -hmm. so many times, but I don't think I ever really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm like sort of ambivalent towards it. Mm-hmm. There's a nostalgia factor there. Yeah, yeah. Like there's things that I like, but there are also things that I just hate. We're starting saucy feeling. on this yeah. one. Um, but yeah, but I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, what about you, Mr. Blackwell? This was one of those movies in like uh, grade school that was like kids safe that they would play like on half days or they'd play in the cafeteria. Yeah. This is like the so the movies that kind of include would be like the Princess Bride, you know. This is it's like yes. okay, great, let's round up all the kids, let's just show them a movie, 
Um, and this is one of those movies. I think the first time I saw it was um, in one of those kind of like settings, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't. It, it wasn't something. It was basically forced upon me. <laughs> um, and then, like you didn't go see it in the theater, right? Um, yeah, I. You know, what? I did like one of those like weird like what movies did I see as a child? And I went through IMDb and all the years, you know, m- movies. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I was only seeing like three movies in the theater a year or three or four movies. And so it was, you know, which you- is so foolish. Cause it was so cheap then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only you knew what you knew now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, obviously when I got older, I saw more movies, you know, when you, get to the point where you know what's coming out and you can kind of like demand your parent to take you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, you know, it's like by the time I like the karate kid and, and things like that was out, I was watching a lot more movies, but, um, no, I, yeah. And, and then we didn't have a VHS player until, uh, I want to say 87, 88. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just kind of like when you caught it on TV, which it was on often, because as much yeah. as your grade school wanted you to watch it time and time again, yeah, networks were also just like, yeah, put on Neverending Story. They'll love that. <laughs> it's a safe one. Like, th- yeah. there's no, there's no real violence, mm-hmm. like That's fighting true. violence. I mean, it's there's a lot of emotional terror and, yes. and horribleness. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just like you know, it's a lot of philosophical. Uh, yeah, it, it's almost kind of violence. like violence. Yeah, exactly, and and that's okay. You is know? it? Okay, good. <laughs> I, I have a theory that trauma is... It, you you want to introduce some trauma to kids. Safe trauma, so obviously. This is like controlled trauma. Hashtag Avengers. Hashtag... See, yeah. it basically like hashtag... Infinity War. Yeah. See, seeing like a movie maybe like three, three or four or five years earlier than you should have. Yeah. I think, you know, like seeing Nightmare on Elm Street when you're 12 or... Or even like ten or something like that, you know. Either makes you a murderer or a filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you came down on the side you, you came know, down. On. Like things like that, like that, and RoboCop and stuff like that. I think it's okay yeah. to kind yeah. of like, and and then a lot of the kids' movies were scary, mm-hmm. especially like yes. in, in, not I mean, not even in the 80s, but like I mean, like Grimm's fairy tales are mm-hmm. fucked up, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's okay to give kids some nightmare fuel. I think. They got to wrestle with some of this stuff before it becomes real, okay. you know? Mm, interesting. Mm. And the two parents in the room. Me, like, <laughs> me as the one person on this podcast who doesn't have a child. Yes. <laughs> I want to traumatize your children. <laughs> I want to traumatize your children. Well, I do often think about that, though, like as a parent, weighing out my... my um, entertainer like wanting my kids to you know go into the family business and be successful you know every every person you admire would be like well what do you think shaped you into the artist you are and it's like oh my parents never cared if I watched R-rated movies if I I watched this movie way before I should have I was listening to Richard Pryor when I was a kid (laughs) and you're just like oh okay Maybe I should do that to my kids. Just like <laughs> make them That's watch the thing. things. You don't need to allow it. They will do it. It's it's like all well, the times like we rented like we we snuck out and rented like the Terminator. My mom had no clue. Like the times we snuck into or or did a sleepover and we saw 
Rambo and Nightmare on Elm Street, my mom had no clue. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to do it as long as there's other kids around to tempt them. (laughs) Yeah, to the dark side. To the dark side. Or the kids themselves have an interest. Like my mom said, no G.I. Joes. Mm -hmm. They've got guns. They shoot people. No G.I. Joes. So then I wanted them so badly because of that. So I should tell my son, no cleaning your room. It is forbidden. You cannot have. You cannot. You know what? You cannot eat your broccoli. It's just not allowed. Don't. I'm going to put it on a plate, but if you touch it, you're in trouble. (laughs) I don't think it's going to work I don't think so either. Um, Good try. Did you see the movie? I saw it. Uh, This was the first time I saw it. What? I was was negative one when this movie came out. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So by the time I was in grade school, this was not what they were showing. No. I don't think they showed really movies like that by the time I was in grade school. Do you remember ever being shown? I feel like I remember having seen it at some point. I just couldn't recall it. Like familiar imagery. Yeah. I definitely have seen Falkor before, but I feel like that's Family Guy's fault and not. Mm -hmm, Probably. (laughs) A lot of it. A lot of this movie filtered itself into pop culture. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of like The Last Starfighter. You know, it's like there was stuff that you knew about it. Even though I had never seen it. Never seen it. Well, I'm so glad that we were going to get a real fresh perspective then <laughs> from you. Um, because, yeah, I feel like th- this is movie is so, like, I'm so steeped mm. in it that I'm almost, like, immune to it. Mm. I can see you that. Know? Yeah, yeah. I-, I haven't seen it, like, in 20 years. Mm. So it's almost like um, a but, fresh watch. Yeah, so it almost was. But there was a lot of things that were obviously familiar. But, yeah, give us give us your fresh take. Um, I don't know why you would show it to kids. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's mostly my question mm. i just thinking about and it's just i think a cultural thing like thinking about trying to show it i mean my little one's too little to yeah. understand something like this but like i don't know i don't know like it was weirdly dumbed down mm-hmm. and like and yeah it's about uh, it's dumbed down but it's about some really heavy dark shit yeah, like, like this is a movie about grief like there's and m- loss yeah. uh-huh. and loss of innocence yeah there's and there's a lot of stuff that is very much so 80s it's 80s oh, yeah. like oh yeah like just there's a few things that reminisce like are reminding me of other 80s movies like had moments where i flashed to, like et with the parental neglect mm-hmm. unattended kids just unattended roaming kids, the streets stealing the book that's not a big deal but i was like wait he just took that yeah <laughs> you know yeah um, there's just a few moments where and the eight in the movies the and the music is definitely mm-hmm. 80s riffic that was yeah for sure yeah and I feel like the something that I've noticed in a lot of 80s movies, three things in particular. One, gross, gooky slime, like the slime mm. and the worm eating. Yeah. I feel like that happened too much. And the snot from the big ass turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like. Who was a dick, by the way. Yeah. A total asshole. And then there's like an elderly couple that's married that's going to help you along the way, but they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's the second time we've had her as like a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Finn Rizel from Willow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is, again, she was a big turnoff to me in Willow, which I also <laughs> didn't necessarily like. Yeah. Um, it was just the dynamic back then between like an old married couple is that they just didn't like each they other. They hate each so, other. So, you know, good luck for all our marriages right there. Yeah. You, know, you just don't like each other after mm-hmm. 40 years of being married and living in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And being a gnome that lives outside of an oracle. With a wizard. <laughs> so beginning of this movie is that we learn that our young hero bastion is his mom has recently died and his dad whose major dad is like look kid it's time to grow up get over it (laughs) how long do you want us to miss your dead mom as he drinks oj mixed with raw egg (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Here, man, I'll show you how to be a man. And I'll put hair on uh, your chest at yeah. eight years old. Yeah. Going on and on and on about your dead mom. What 10-year-old is this <laughs> sad after a week? It's time to grow up and put aside childish things. Yeah, it's like yeah. unicorns. That's the theme. It, it, it's basically that it's set up. It's like, you know, it's time to put away childish things and mm-hmm. to be a, an adult. And, and then the kind of spirit of... Narnia, mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantasia, <laughs> is, is we we need imagination. You know, yeah. You your, your imagination is important. Yes, I and the, and then nothing is the absence of caring. Yeah. Right. I couldn't quite tell how old is he supposed to be because we've said eight and ten and twelve. He clearly has a school that has periods, but he looks like he's like seven. Let's see if the interwebs can knows. inter. Beep, can the Googles beep, help beep, us here? Because I, I have no idea how old he is supposed to be. But yeah, so this is an interesting production. Um, so it's 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 a German financed film, um, and I think it's based off of really. A, it's yeah. a very German movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the emptiness of every single swallow us whole. <laughs> I hate the youth. <laughs> Death oh, of imagination will save us. Yeah, and it definitely has that kind of European production, like design. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with like the the. The, the different characters and the designs. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's been kind of like legend where it's, you can tell it's not like... Because it's like the American like fantasy movies. They're all kind of pulling from the same kind of looks and what other people have done. And yeah. so this it definitely has that kind of European feel that makes it feel different. But unlike, you know, um, some other kind of European like or British knockoffs that put like... <laughs> Like Kroll or things mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. It's like clearly they just dropped in one American and then everyone else is like <laughs> that. You know, it's like this. I don't think there was anyone with a German accent. It no. was just like the feel and the look was a little different than what you're you're used to. You it's know? like a German production with American actors filmed yeah. in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's an international delight. <laughs> it's got a little bit of everybody. Um, yeah. It, it definitely has like some very german sensibilities I well i feel say. like that also brings the darker right like a lot of yeah. the united states didn't do the darker kid stuff like they kind of dabbled in it but those were mostly animated mm-hmm. mostly we went for the light-hearted really bright um you know films and mm-hmm. fantasy films because we didn't want to expose our kids to stuff like that <laughs> as we've clearly made evident here yeah. tonight um well, you know what would be fun if the boy's horse sinks into a bog of sadness <laughs> that will teach children not to love things <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, th- w- w- jumping right in from the very beginning, unintended bullies throw him into a fucking dumpster, and nobody cares. And then he runs into the bookstore, and that bookstore no, guy... No, then he gets out of the dumpster, and they try to force him back into the dumpster, back in dumpster. Because what bully just sits out there and is like, he's going to stay in this dumpster, y'all? Efficient bullies. Yeah. <laughs> I was very... It's like, normally, like, the bully sequence tastes... Three times as long. Yeah, these dudes were efficient. I oh, have yeah. to give them that. They were they were, they were in and out. They wanted money. They were aggressive. They tossed him in the dumpster. You know, as as eighties movie child bullies go, I'm going to rank them in the top ten. I I'm okay. I agree with you because they top were also ten of like really mean, terrifying, like as being appropriate bullies. And what's efficient. our scale here? Efficient. Efficient. All efficient. Right. efficient. They're the best at being bullies. All right. As opposed to some of those they're, billies that don't really pull it off, like in ET, where they like at the end they're like, "Yeah, we'll ride bikes with you." 
We've yeah. been shitty to you this whole movie, but I would love to ride bikes with you. Or like Biff, where he's just really a dumbass. Yeah. But not actually. No, he's not much very of a bully. There's a lot yeah. of competition yeah. for yeah, that's this. True. That's spots. true. That's In true. In the 80s, for sure. There's that's bully true. around every corner. Um, but he goes They're also into thorough. They're also thorough. Yeah, They're efficient you, you could and even thorough say, bullies. You, you could even say, like, the, the, there's bullies, like, in Big Trouble in Little China when mm-hmm. they try to rob them, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. They're at the mm-hmm. airport. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bullies. All right, so we have the bullies. Bullies okay. and assholes were just everywhere in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was fine. I'm to glad we got rid of them. The 90s was so much more prosperous. Yeah, everything's fine now. <laughs> but now they're, they're coming back around. Right. Now, you know? everybody's cool to each other. We all, like, respect what other people want, want to enjoy and don't overly criticize. Especially people's differences. Yeah. Yeah, we really stay. And the internet is such a fun and free place to you be. You really can find a lot of encouragement. Now there's just there. so much time yeah. to do things like podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I want to talk about the guy at the bookshop because like, yeah, so he runs the, away from the dumpster. He yes. goes into the bookshop, mm-hmm. um, and that guy is like the prototype of like gatekeeping nerd, yeah. right? He's like he's like the the leader of the you're not you're not cool enough to like books. No, he's yeah. the leader of the get off my lawn. Yes. <laughs> get off my lawn, kids. Yeah, just, oh, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know what to do with this book. You can't have this book. This I, book is mine. I like how he proved that he could read by listing up a bunch of super common books that most kids mm-hmm. have read. <laughs> Kid, you basic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he, so basically the, um, <laughs> The uh, the old man is he's reading a book and he's like, "What are you reading?" And it's like, "Oh, you're not prepared for this because this book takes it to the next level. Like it's 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 a dangerous book or blah 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 blah." Basically, he's saying, "This is the key to like the secret realm. Mm-hmm. Don't take it. It's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to walk away and hide behind this chair." What's this? A phone call? Yeah. Goodbye. And so he, you know. But you expect him to, like, facilitate. You're, you're expecting him to be like, oh, that's good. He did that. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. And mm-hmm. he but never they, comes back. Yeah. yeah, you never kind of get confirmation if that was intentional or if he's just really a dumbass. Because well, yeah. you can't really tell. That's one of the du- I believe we do get confirmation of that in the second movie. That it's intentional? <laughs> was my guess. My guess yeah. is that it was yeah. intentional. Otherwise, he's just the worst because, bookkeeper ever. Yeah, yeah. because one of, one of the issues with this movie is that the ending is kind of rushed. You know, like oh, absolutely, yeah. And there's a lot of threads. That they run out that of stuff to do halfway through the movie. Yeah, they, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of threads that don't get picked up again. Mm-hmm. There's, like his dad, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, like the bookkeeper, like returning the book. Um, <laughs> well, what, the fact that he was missing for 24 hours, <laughs> and nobody knew in or the gave attic a of shit. his school. Yeah, there, there's not with this little sandwich where he's like, not too much Bastion. A tray you wouldn't eat it. We have to. We have to make it last. Well, Shut up, kid. I'm sorry. It was what was with the like fucking attic key and the broken attic key labeled box right yeah. by the door to the attic. <laughs> yeah. What? There's, also, there's a missing child. The first place you look is in the goddamn unattended elementary school attic. Oh, he's 12, <laughs> by the way. Okay. Thank okay. You. Good. So he's like sixth grade. So the school has a secret attic. Full of candles and, and, yes. a, and, a, and a mattress. I'm sure. The I guess that's a gi- like a gym pad. I was gonna say that's the only thing that's gonna happen there is this kid is gonna read. Who? I'm sure he's supposed to get interrupted. This is middle school, and it is an unintended dark corner of a school <laughs> in the 80s. This, this is where <laughs> normally more nefarious things happen. How at many this teen school? pregnancies happen on that uh, mattress? And then the mothers all have to get machetes and go avenging. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of other 80s things happened up there. But I, but I do, like, I can relate to him being like, oh, no, I'm going to hide from everybody and read this book all day. 
and you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm with him there. I Otherwise, Bastion is a total so, tool. Point in the yeah. pro section. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. I did. I did. Do give him a pro for not drawing horses, but drawing unicorns. Yeah. I do give yeah. him points for that. Mm-hmm. So he's reading the book, and just like the Princess Bride, we most of the movie is the book that he's reading, mm-hmm. and then at, the magic of the story is as we're going along. There's some interaction between him and the book characters. That's part of the... And the, the main character, I have to say, Atreyu, right? right. Who is so a warrior of the plains A people. warrior kind of of the same age as him. Yes. Who is from like, a, supposed to be like a Native American sort of tribe that lives within this very weird universe where there are people who have four faces and like everybody just looks like... Crazy, like a, a German would be like, oh, the children will read this book. You know what they would love? People with four faces. These are characters they do not want in the dark cloud. <laughs> and you see, and all, I hear, that goes fast. <laughs> all I'm hearing is like, okay, so Indians are make-believe. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the message you're giving there by taking him from a warrior yeah. tribe of the plains mm-hmm. along with all of these other fictional characters. One is a giant chess piece. We don't know why. ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Um, I always thought Atreyu was a girl, even though they say over and over and over that it's they, Atreyu is a boy. I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure Atreyu is a girl. Um, and so, like, props to this 80s movie. And, of course, you know, that probably is something German about it as well. It's very gender non-binary. Like, he's just mm-hmm. like, I'm Atreyu. What's up? I could be a girl. <laughs> I, guess I, yeah. ne- I guess I never thought There's that. stories for everyone. Yeah, right. It is. Everyone, come take a piece of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely always thought Atreyu was a girl. I, having seen this for the first time and not knowing what to expect, because I like to go into most films relatively uninformed, because then I feel like I get to experience it, mm-hmm. and whatever I know of the film is like what I've the filmmaker wants me to know of the film, right? Which hopefully the filmmaker here would appreciate a little bit of. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I expected Atreyu to actually be Bastion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the first watch through, I was like, that's not, is that the same kid? No, that's, that's not the same kid. Why, why is that not the same kid? I thought he was supposed to be in the story. So it wasn't until we got some of those different indicators that he's interacting with the story, but not in the story that I was like, uh, okay, that's uh, why he's not the character. Yeah, it, it's definitely kind of a, a later thing that's kind of revealed. And it's, it's, I wish it would have been, it, it was definitely nice towards the end where it's kind of like revealing layer after layer that he's actually the you know spoiler alert um so uh bastion is actually this kind of like came out 15 years ago i think it's fine I, it, uh, 25 this years this ago this movie came out 35, 35 years, years ago. ago thank you for making me that young though i appreciate it i have to go everyone goodbye i'm gonna go live under the sea now <laughs> um okay sorry Keep going. You just Spoiler. aged me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so so um, uh, Bastion is the person who saves the day in the story. I mean, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> How long? That was a mouthful. Him? It's like, give her a name. No, surely not. I'd Say love- a goddamn name, Bastion. <laughs> Bastion by name. Kid in the attic at, at Wilson Elementary School. Any name. Just say a fucking name out loud. Shout a noun. Any noun. I love that he runs to the window and screams it out, though. That's the best And, and then they, they surge the music up so you can't understand what he's saying. And that, that I've, I've read is intentional so that like each child can imprint whatever they want mm. the name to be. 
Just to be clear, the captions do not do tell you what the name is. Because yeah. it's intentionally it's, not yeah. clear. But he's yelling Moonchild. Mm-hmm. Is what he's yelling. Yeah, that's what that he was his mom's name? No one named Moonchild is married to Major Dad. No. <laughs> is that his mom's? How do we think? Wait, okay. Maybe we've gone too far. I don't know how you think that's his mom's name. Because he said his mom had a beautiful name. And then she should have, he says, she should have my mom's name. My mom had a beautiful name. And then later the empress, who we haven't even mentioned yet, uh, says, he's already chosen a name. He just has to call it out to me. Well, it is Moonchild. <laughs> what do we, do we think maybe his mom was just like a straight up stone cold hippie? Yeah. And she was like married to major dad just as like a counterpoint. Mm-hmm. We could get real dark here and decide what that relationship looked like too. <laughs> if you want. Ooh. Or we can move on. Let's move on. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but the, the whole point is to try and save the empress, which is like, I also wasn't sure if that was boy or girl. Like clearly it's a girl, but as a kid I was like, I'm not sure. Um, she wears this little diamond tear on her forehead, but she's also like a 12-year-old girl who sits in a clamshell. Which is supposed mm-hmm. to be some big reveal, I'm imagining, because you don't know that it's a child the whole time until you see her. And then you're like, oh, it's another child. They're all children. They're all children. Wait, children are running this country? <laughs> but the, the, so the nothing is coming and taking over everything. And the nothing is like just the, the absence of substance, the absence of caring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is taking everything. It's a void. And she is connected to the nothing. So as the nothing grows, she diminishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's done with this, like, interesting effect. Um, so what, what, what they're doing, it, you see all the rippling evil clouds and the glowing mm-hmm. over there. So what that actually is, is that's um, paint being poured into water. Oh, and I they, love there's, that. Pro- there's probably some thickening that's going on there. But, yeah, the, so that's actually, like... Um, like a, I don't know what like the, a paint going into like a slurry water. Y- yeah, there's some name for it. Like it's probably not like a paint tank or like a fog tank or, or something like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually just pouring in um, paint and dark liquids in to kind of create that, and they're shooting it from underneath. That's really neat. Oh, interesting, because it looks really creepy and ominous. Yeah. Yes, it does. This and is the at the beginning here when we first enter Fantasia. I think that's where part of this pacing really gets off. Yeah. We spend a lot of time learning about the existence of the nothing and mm-hmm. getting to the Empress and the Ivory Tower. Yeah. And a lot, a lot, a lot of time is spent there. And you really get familiar with these characters that you pretty much never go back to. The rock biter mm-hmm. and the, um, the, the bat, teeny, teeny the guy, guy who rides a bat, and mm-hmm. the little guy who rides a racing snail. Um, they never yeah. have, like, any interaction with Atreyu. Yeah. yeah. Well, the rock, the, the rock, rock biter, biter does oh, yeah, at the very end. At the very, like, the saddest part nice, of this yeah. movie where he's like, they look like big, strong hands, mm-hmm. don't very good. they? It's very yeah. good. But they couldn't hold on to my friends. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, as a kid, like, that fucked me up. I was just like, oh, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, someone who has hands that look really big and strong might not be able to save us, protect us. Dad? <laughs> Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> this rock man is making me afraid. <laughs> Here's More where Nathan- childhood drama. <laughs> this is where Nathan's childhood drama comes in. <laughs> yeah, and this cool, like, evil wolf dude, you know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of there at the end. The Gamork? 
Yeah. Who like chases chases Atreyu through the swamp of sadness, but doesn't can't know find what he him. looks like. And then it's like I've well, been working off of this sketch right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. It's of your I back think of he your was head. in the swamp. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a girl. <laughs> I I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Which what? is cool, which is cool. <laughs> I don't do What even is gender? It's a construct of the mind. It's not <laughs> It is not binary. <laughs> they need to learn. Um, so, like, yeah, he goes on this aimless quest, and like, it, it, it says he says Atreyu had been writing for weeks aimlessly. It's like, yeah, without purpose. Plan? I think it's what it says. But yeah, it's like my favorite though. My favorite moment of this aimless quest is he goes ten thousand miles. Note that is further than Phoenix to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I can basically circle the earth and be at 10,000 miles. But that's how far he had to travel. And it was just totally reasonable. And it it goes from being impossible to done in the (laughs) blink of an eye in a scene we don't even get to see. Right. Um, But first, he like, Artex sinks in the swamp of sadness. His horse, yeah. His horse. That's the toughest scene. That is the hardest scene. scene. I was tempted to, like, if I didn't have to watch it for this, I probably would have just turned it off at that yeah. point. Yeah. I had a hard time. The with horse it. couldn't control its own inner ennui. Okay, no, the, <laughs> <and> it, the <laughs> horse was deeply, deeply <laughs> troubled. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Atreyu looked really broken up and sad as the horse was going down. Mm-hmm. But yet he, I mean, tears streaming down his face. He and says, yet, you're my friend. I love you. And and, but just, but Atreyu doesn't care. sink. That's not enough for me, kid. I'm sorry. Is there like a cool down period? It can only like sink <laughs> a few people, like one person every half hour. Because I mean, he was, Atreyu was, was deeply sad once yeah. um, hit the horse went down, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, yeah, which well, is heartbreaking. I think the argument there is the ambulance escaped him. Oh, that's a good argument. The, the ambulance, pro- yeah. The Oren, yeah. Him. So he's got kind of an Ouroboros, like snake uh, icon um, amulet that, that represents like the princess and the kingdom and the princess's power. That all '90s rappers fashioned their yeah. neckwear around. <laughs> and, and, and you know going who? Forward. You know who owns the real one is Steven Spielberg. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Of course. Um, but like, what the fuck does a horse have to be sad about? <laughs> does a can a horse affect its ability to no longer be sad with logic of please don't die? You know don't what? be I, sad. I like, I like to think in a, in an early draft. Only Atreyu sings and the horse has to carry on. <laughs> well, I'll go be friends with this turtle who's a total I'm, jerk. Right. <laughs> I better befriend the snail. So, the, so then he finds the turtle guy who like literally says, we don't even care about how much we don't care about your problems. But you'll die too. We don't care. Like, I think it was something like, we mildly care, but <laughs> not enough. Yeah, it was, and then it blows snot all over yeah. him. A bunch of times. Ugh. Yeah. Because that was wholly unnecessary. So, yeah, th- there's a lot of moments and, like, state of minds and, like, tests of character in this mm-hmm. movie. You know, you have, like, and th- these are things I think are designed to kind of bore into that childhood fear and the the imagery of like this is a bog that you will sink if you are sad Mm -hmm. you know this is a creature that cares nothing about so never be sad exactly (laughs) push those emotions way down kids and then there's like another test where you know um like where they has to pass the sphinx 
mm-hmm. and then they'll totally laser zap you if you have any doubts. <laughs> any or self-doubt. Any self-doubt. Like a healthy amount of, of this like, is, self-reflection. It, you know what? In hindsight now, it's kind of terrible that there's the swamp that punishes you for being sad, yeah. and then they fry you for having any self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I would not pass any of these freaking tests. They no. hate you for being young. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, you can sort of... Only like, the oh, young people rule the world. This is very... Uh, there's a lot of heavy seams, so here's what we'll do. The turtle blows snot. Children will love this. <laughs> they will stay for the snot, and then when we start to lose them again, let's have a small old person who eats worms. <laughs> that will keep them. They no, love it. We're skipping the most important part, which is this weird dragon dog thing. Oh, yeah. That keeps winking at him. Falcor. In the creepiest which way. He wakes up. He falls asleep and wakes up with Falcor. Like snuggling him. Having already journeyed 10,000 10, miles. No, what was it? 9,864 mm-hmm. miles mm-hmm. or something ridiculous Almost like that. Almost the whole way. Yeah. Well, and then he's like. Do you eat them for breakfast? And he's like, no, wink. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, did I totally believe you. That's not creepy at all, stranger danger. Also, like, Falcor's voice always bothered me as, mm-hmm. like, for me not connecting to what I think a dragon should sound like. Say, he sounded like a country music star to me. Yeah, and, and he's kind of in the uh, design of, like, a Chinese luck dragon. You yeah, know? he is a luck, he is a luck dragon. dragon. Yeah, yeah. He, but he like has these like fur dog like features too. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. nose is kind of like that of a dog dragon hybrid, like, and, he, and he has scales as well, but furry scales. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. super unusual. A drug. <laughs> a drug. And he, but he's like an immediate problem solver because Tree was like, "Oh, well, I'm never going to make it to the Southern Oracle. It's <laughs> ten thousand miles away." He's he's <sighs> like the eagles in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, why didn't we just get this dude like in the first <laughs> ten minutes? Well, and because the, then the, he passes. Those flying the fantasy creatures are in so in such demand. They really are. They, I mean, you're really on their schedule. Yeah, that's why they, you can never find one when you need one because yeah. you have to make reservations months in advance. Yeah, it's like and a lot of restaurants. Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, they go to the Southern Oracle. He passes the tests. Um, the tests, which are to make sure he has no doubts and knows his yeah. own worth. So at this point, like Bastion has been in this attic for like twenty hours, and he's still yeah. reading, and it's night. And he even says, "Like I can't give up now." Trey, you wouldn't give up, and it's like, kid, it's a book. You can put it <laughs> down and come back in a little bit. Like, yeah, and there's never any like teachers wondering where he is, dad wondering where where he is. No. There's never any kind of tension, except the tension that you as like an adult bring to it, like. Right. Where is this fucking kid? You yeah. Know? Where's Major Dad when, like, the storm of the century rolls in and this kid's been gone a long... Never showed up for school. Been gone a long time. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty sure electricity existed in the 80s, yeah. so why we needed to light candles to read <laughs> by? And it definitely would not put out that much light. But, yeah, it was... It was real weird. Um. So they learn... Oh, and then the second test of the Oracle is that he has to face his true self, which, like... Yeah. If you're 12, do you have a true self? <laughs> yeah. And if it is, is is it really the fact that a book reading a 12-year-old in an addict of a high school is a terrifying fact yeah. to you as a as a, you know, warrior? Mhm. 
Yeah, that someone sees your every move and knows and like sort of screams at you a little bit. <laughs> you funny if the time. test of the true self only came when you were like 22. It's like, <laughs> all right, you've taken a, f- a little bit of college. You've gotten like two girlfriends at this point. <laughs> now you're going to face your true self. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's just weird because all it does is say like being somebody who prefers to read and dream is bad and you yeah. should be afraid of that and it it, like it's bad but it's also good like they can't figure out if it's bad or good right because the lesson at the end is that he's he's gonna i will fight for my dreams and then he shouts the name it's like we're not but first about i shall use my power to bully the bully yes exactly <laughs> right because uh, sebastian learns once he completes the test that he needs to find a human child outside the realms of fantasia and he tries to do that they get separated from falcor he finds the empress and the empress is like oh I've known all along. No, yeah. No. So this, the nothing has gobbled up everything. Almo- everything. And that's when we get the super like cryptic, depressing rock yeah. fighter. Now, yeah. yeah. And, and then at this point, They're Fantasia is just like a series of like drifting asteroids in space. Well, we forgot that he killed Gamork. Oh, with a shard of glass, right? Like uh, a yeah. big stone thing who apparently didn't recognize him after chasing him <laughs> the, the all e- through the, the evil world. Green-eyed wolf. Yeah, the evil green-eyed wolf was like. Oh, who's British, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I like the nothing. Nothing is good. People who believe in nothing are easy to control. And people who are easy to control are easy to eat or something like that, doesn't give, he say? Give you power. You're like, they give you power. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, but we're doing a kid's movie, though. <laughs> Can we? Fight me now. The kid's like, take me on. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> And then he lunges at him and, and then lunges right onto the shard. He mm-hmm. doesn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it looks like, a, you know, a lot of creatures in this world were not very good fighters. Mm. Yeah, they were. Are easy to mm. kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, Atreyu probably had it up on this this wolf creature. Yeah. yeah. He's killed some purple buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. I think, you guys, it's weird because they're purple. So yeah, that's how yeah. we know it's not real Native not American real. imagery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally what does it. That's exactly what that is. But then we find out that Fantasia is just a series of asteroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then so it's Atreyu and the Empress and Bastion at the very end. And the Empress is just like, he's been with you all along. He was with you. Text. He's, he's been, like super he's been watching you when yeah. you were bathing. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching you. He wasn't sure if you were a boy or a girl, <laughs> so he really paid attention in that moment. So she's talking about Bastion. And, and Atreyu is appropriately like, Pissed what off? the hell are you talking about, lady? Not just that, but what the fuck? You sent me on this journey and I didn't even have to fucking go. You didn't tell me anything to do. I rode around aimlessly for weeks. I lost my horse. And now you're telling me that it was just so some weirdo could watch and listen. <laughs> Why didn't he help me? He did help you. Did he? Did he though? Did he? He laughed at you or screamed or something. Mm-hmm. He screamed. Mm-hmm. At more like laugh, a scream yeah. sneeze. And, um. <laughs> so Trey was pissed and like, they're like, she like, just then just stops talking to Atreyu and starts talking directly to Bastion and being like, Bastion, 
do you not get it? This is all about you. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bastion's like, it can't be about me. It is about you, but it can't be. But it is. <laughs> Seriously, kid. <laughs> if it's about me, knock three times. Okay, these are for you. Knock, knock, <laughs> knock. Can you just just say a name, please? Any name. It doesn't matter. And Atreyu is like, why was I here for this? <laughs> right. <laughs> is he unconscious at this point? And, and she's like, seriously, any name. It could even be my existing name that I have. Just say the name. And it, yeah, and, and it's just so they're stretching this moment out as long as possible. There's so a thunderstorm. Long. Yeah. And then he does call out the name. Apparently it's... Uh, oh, there, and then there's another layer where she says, there's also someone watching Bastion's story right yeah. now. And referring to... So this is based off a book referring to those readers or for the movie referring to us. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Yeah, so... La- it's, it's she so- knows too much. Also, do you think she's a, an elected official as Empress? <laughs> I do. Do you think it's a constitutional it. monarchy or do you think that's handed down from like... Empress to Empress, and th- there might be like a Game of Thrones Fantasia that we could <laughs> see. I don't. That's. An, I think we're overthinking it a little bit. Maybe, maybe just a smidge. I think we got to read the book. Maybe, maybe we should have called it Chancellor. I mean, this is a German thing, so uh, yes. Yeah. So but yes. <laughs> so we have like a uber fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. So then he calls out. Apparently, his mother's name of Moonchild. You see, we are all being fudged at every minute, and you can never be truly alone. Kids should learn these things. (laughs) It will delight them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get uh, him and the Empress in a black void, and she's got one grain of sand. Mm -hmm. All that is left of our world. And it's like... (laughs) Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I could think of. Uh-huh. Don't breathe. <laughs> um, and then, like, apparently, he needs to make a wish, which isn't what they set up. Yeah. Right? They set up that he needs to be- believe, believe in his. It's dreams? all these tests about like believing in himself and being strong as a person. Mm-hmm. But then you've got all these other ideas about having imagination mm-hmm. and your dreams. Because this is effectively all of humanity's dreams and, you know, mythologies. Because, you know, we see, you know, um, very kind of like Bavarian style fantasy. We see kind of a Chinese luck dragon. We see kind of Greek sphinx, you know. Um, and so it's. I think it was supposed to represent all of imagination. And okay. apparently everyone has lost their imagination. Everyone in the entire universe existence there's not a single little kid out there who imagines and so his wish is supposed to spark imagination the only thing i can think is the whole disney like your wish is a dream come true Mm -hmm. or whatever like that's that's Mm -hmm. but they're not the same thing a dream and a wish yeah Mm -hmm. that's true and then the the funny thing is is like he wishes for the exact same thing that already existed yeah because this little boy who had no idea could not have a single thought. I mean, he dreamed about unicorns. There were no unicorns. Nope. <laughs> it was just, we see... It's just all unicorns now. <laughs> we just, we see the rock biter again. We see the bat guy. We see the racing snail. We see the empress. Like, Did he even meet the... Oh, yeah, he meant. He read them. He's been watching them all along. He sees a treyu, and then... They fly into the real world. Yeah, that's where what... Where he wishes... It, which kind of feels like 
either yeah so the the ending feels weird and rushed because all, all these threads that they don't touch on like returning the book his dad going home and instead he rides falcor into the real world he's flying down the streets of new york slash canada mm-hmm. um, Vancouver. and everyone is freaking the fuck out and they can all see the dragon and he's just buzzing right by the uh, the three bullies yep <laughs> and the and the bookstore guy looks out the window and he's like good job kid I was once like you. <laughs> but it aged me very quickly. <laughs> I was act- a child only last week <laughs> and I made too 22. many witches. Okay, okay. Can I tell you something? Yes. Have either of you, I'm guessing, Drea, there's probably no chance that, although they came out in the 90s, have the you other seen two? any of the sequels to The NeverEnding Story? Only in the theater. So okay. it's been a while. So do you remember? I feel like I saw the second one because okay. the actor who Jonathan was the main, yeah, who was the main character. I used to love the TV show he was on. I used to love Sequest, like with all my Sequest, heart. Sequest, yes, and Ladybugs. Uh, and yeah, he was kind yeah, of yeah, a big yeah. deal. So I, I, I probably saw it because I liked him, and yes. then saw gotcha. that, but probably couldn't remember it or have any idea what the hell I was watching. So again, I'm not 100 percent on this, but I'm pretty sure that every time he makes a wish. There's an evil, evil empress this time in Fantasia who collects it and he loses a piece of his memory. So he is doing what you said, which is like he is costing his own mental and emotional health by making these wishes in Fantasia that she is collecting and stealing from him. Nice. That is not dark at all. No, everything's fine. Pulls the strings. Pulls the strings. Wouldn't it be fun if your wishes made you disappear? <laughs> um, and then all I remember about the third one is that Jack Black is one of the bullies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and apparently, great. according to IMDb, he's the only good thing about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not false. Um, yeah. It's it's very weird. Well, they don't explain it. Like, does he take the dragon to the real world, or is that just what he is imagining? Is the ability to mm. do that? You Turns know what I mean? Out, like, he's in a coma. He was in the same car accident that killed Moonchild, his mother. <laughs> and all of this is some crazy German fantasy that yeah, he's having. Pulls out to a snow globe. Mm-hmm. He's in a coma. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, okay. So, uh, so I'm do, you, do you feel like Krull would be a good pairing with his, like a double feature? Oh, I think it would be too much. I'd be like, oh my God, enough already. <laughs> Get these wolf-like creatures Anima- out of here. These real-life puppet animatronic, not really animatronic. Yeah. Like, so, uh, maybe yeah. the best double feature of Kroll than NeverEnding Story is catching just the last half of Kroll and, and then the first, the first half, half of, of NeverEnding never never Story. And then just the middle of Willow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just big pieces of these it movies. sounds like a horrible weekend. <laughs> oh, God. If you, if you did it, if you had a month between them, <laughs> I think it would be yeah. enough time to recover and then cannot do them one sufficiently after the traumatize it's yourself exhausting. again. God. See, like I would pair crawl or this movie or uh, with something that was like opposite, like watch one of those and then mannequin, mm-hmm. one mm. of these and then mm. splash. Mm. How okay. does this compare to crawl? I think crawl is better. What do you think? Have you seen Krull, Drea? I haven't. I feel like I started no. it and I was like, eh, turn off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh, so I, eh, I feel like parts of Never Ending Story were better than Krull. Mm-hmm. But Krull is an experience that me as Nathan 
would rather rewatch. Okay, what about you as as, as Steven? As Steven. Your alter ego. <laughs> L. Steven. Um, yeah, it, it, me as a child, I think I was more scared of Kroll, but more interest. I remembered the moments more. Yeah. So I probably rewatched, that sounds weird, Never Ending Story because it was safer yeah. <laughs> than Kroll. Well, because and it was more accessible. It was, it was around yeah. more, as you said. People were showing it to you. It was constantly on TV. Like, yeah. Yeah. I pretty much have like the dialogue memorized, and mm-hmm. it, not because I wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, I, I I must have liked it enough to see Never Ending Story two in the theater. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, so on a scale of one uh, luck dragon to ten luck dragons, how many luck dragons do you give the Never Ending Story? Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Because there's there's definitely times that I would have given this movie an eight, and then there's times where it's like, oh shoot, this is like five six territory. Okay. I was I was fully ready to give it a seven, but I think that might even be too high because of the ending. Like, yeah. I really felt like it, it. It's not that it totally messed up the ending, but it's kind of like it, they really just didn't stick the landing like they should have. You know, it was definitely kind of like the voiceover has saved. He went back to his home planet and everything's fine. Where the hell did that voiceover come from at the end? Out of nowhere. We had not had any. Right. At the beginning, we had some. It was the narrator. What did the narrator say at the beginning? He definitely when they started reading it transitioned from Bastion's voice to the narrator's voice and then to the characters. It like tried to use it as like a conduit. But I missed it 100%. It, but it wasn't narrating Bastion's life. It wasn't like, Bastion is a 12-year-old boy whose mom just that's died. That's true. Yeah. It didn't do that. I felt very weird about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give it like the classic Nathan Six. Okay. Which I feel like I give 50% of our movie. I feel like I give most things a seven. So that's fair. Uh, what do you think, Drea? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think. I feel like 19... 19- 90s, Drea, because then I'd be capable of actually watching this film. Mm-hmm. 19. 19- also, I fell asleep and had to rent it again. <laughs> yeah. Eh, yeah. 1990s, Drea probably would have given it like a six or a seven. Okay. For that, for the time, because it does have a lot of, it is very ahead of its time. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. the puppet, puppetry is pretty incredible, and yeah. like the music, I did really enjoy. Falcor is great. Come on. Yeah. I think. 2019 Drea would give it like a four or five. I did. I had a fight falling asleep. I got really lost. The pacing was very off. And you do have to kind of like take in just your natural, like genetic reaction to a movie. You know, it's like, do I, do I want to watch this? Do I want to continue? Yeah. (laughs) Do I, how have I checked how much is left in the movie? That's what, that's the thing. When you're going through movies from a responsibility for a podcast and Mm -hmm. not just like picking something up, like how many times did you check how much was left in the movie? Mm -hmm. Like I probably checked three times, you know? So mine isn't how much is left in the movie. Mine is at what point in the movie do I give up and read the ending to the movie? Yeah. What point do I just go, fuck it. I'm going to go to (laughs) wikipedia.com and read what happens in the rest of this movie and then decide (laughs) if I want to keep watching. Mm -hmm. That's like, depending on where that happens in the movie Mm -hmm. is where I decide whether I want to like how I rate it and yeah. it, was, it was pretty early on that I was thoroughly lost and confused and like yeah. what is going to happen because I don't understand what's happening to me right now mm-hmm. so 
So we landed at like four, four and a half okay. luck dragons. Like four and a half winks from a luck dragon. Wink. Yeah. I'm or a luck dragon. Not for breakfast. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I don't like this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's creepy. Um, and even the parts of it that are nostalgic to me, like aren't, don't give me that same sense of like warmth and joy that say a Bill and Ted's excellent adventure or, you know, even, um, even like a child's play, even though I know that's objectively a bad movie. I'm like, Oh, look how cute the doll is killing people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And this, it's just like, Oh God, get on with it. Bastion. You suck. (laughs) Uh, so I, yeah, I give it a four. Um, so uh, uh, now is the time when we do our deep cut recommendation. So something off the beaten path mm. of what you would think someone would recommend for yeah. the never ending story. Um, a slightly, uh, you know, one or two steps away from that. That's related in some way, but not d- super direct. Do you guys have one locked and loaded? Yeah, I've got one. So a lot of this story is about like mythology and like the different cultures and like them all kind of existing on the same plane of existence. And so my deep cut recommendation is kind of along the lines of that. So um, I'm, uh, I'm sure a lot of filmmakers, I I don't know if everyone has heard of, of Joseph Campbell. Like Mm -hmm. he's famous for the hero's journey, which a lot, which was influential to George Lucas. Um, And that's how that was initially my gateway into like Joseph Campbell, like in my early 20s i like bought a bunch of cassettes of like joseph campbell talks like specifically like the power of myth cassettes (laughs) (laughs) and so like i wanted to know more about movies and but he really didn't cover anything about movies it's like it really was more about the similarity of mythology in different cultures and about the importance of story that story are like the tools for living, you know, that we tell each other these stories and many kind of repeating stories with with um, repeating characters and things like that. And so in my recommendation would be um, The Power of Myth, which is kind of a sit down with Joseph Campbell and Bill Moyers. It's kind of a series. You can get it on audiobook. Oh, good, because um, you can't get it on cassette anymore. No, I no. can almost <laughs> guarantee that. I can loan you mine, because okay. I've still got can them. Can I also borrow the cassette of just the uh, fight scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark? I don't know where that is. <laughs> can I also <laughs> bar- borrow a cassette player? Anything that yeah. would hit anyway. Actually, you know, they, they did a video of The Power of Myth, so you can you can watch that, too. So oh, good. I can use my on, eyes instead of my I ears? I think it's actually on Netflix. Oh. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll find it. That's my recommendation. If it's there, I'll post I like that. I really like that yeah. as a recommendation. But I almost like it more as as an audiobook like you're mm. driving and you're thinking and you're taking because it's 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 a it's a long series and it's kind of like you know six or eight hours long it's better to kind of take it in and kind of enjoy it yeah piece it out and i think that's an important tool to have in your tool box if you're a writer if you're a filmmaker if you're an improviser if you're a comedian mm-hmm. like you sort of have to understand those things yeah and and and, and to be fair there's in terms of as as a storyteller there's less to get out of and more as like a person to understand different cultures yeah. that all these different that you know there, there's uh, an important part where he says like what is mythology it's other people's religion and what is religion is other people's mythology you know someone else's and so the idea of that we're all kind of asking the same questions and 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 re- repeating some of the imagery and mm. to kind of understand mm-hmm. existence 
And one of the important questions is, what would it be like if a giant turtle sneezed? We all want to know. We all must know. So that makes my recommendation seem like hella shallow. Oh. So <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. Hey, well, we, we could do Chrissy and then we got to have a balance. Oh, okay. Yeah, because mine's pretty dumb because like, okay. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so oh, just wait until so. you hear mine and then we'll be good. Um, I want to recommend Game of Thrones. <laughs> um I want to see the leap here. You want to see the different, like, you want to see the difference between dragons. So, like, on a nerd level, you can be like, well, well, Falcor the luck dragon really is traditionally a dragon because he's got four legs and an elongated body, whereas the dragons in Westeros are actually wyverns because they've got two legs and wings. So there's that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But then also, like, you know, so there's dragons, and it's sort of the story of mythology, and it's also, like... um, you know about the, the nothing that will overtake you if you let go of your dreams right <laughs> the nothing in the form of ice zombies um <laughs> and uh, also it is a book as well as a tv show and i think both are are really well done so you can read the book and imagine yourself what the world looks like um but you can also watch the series and see what the filmmakers have created that world to be which is not exactly as i imagined it but pretty darn good as far as like not being disappointed from my imagination to movie what the difference is but you're buying it yeah you're buying what they're selling yes yes and um also while i was watching the never-ending story i was regretting that i wasn't watching game of thrones so that's (laughs) (laughs) that's what my layers within layers so many so many uh, did I bridge the gap appropriately? Uh, no, but that's okay. Okay. I'm going to take it in a totally different direction. Um, so as I watched The NeverEnding Story, I, I was fondly reminded of, of a really e- wonderful evening I had um, in the last few months with a, a dear friend of mine um, who hosted a terrible movie night Aww. at his house, <laughs> which had just some of the most awful pieces of shit I have ever seen in my is, So if you want to see worse movies... So if you want something that is worse than this, um, but still has sort of these physical animated puppetry things that are not just straight up cgi because we get a lot of that now right there's plenty of terrible cgi options out there there. really is um i would i would recommend trolls 2 and also ties into that idea of this little kid needing to believe Mm -hmm. in his grandfather and and having that 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 belief is what saves the family and believing in this fantasy and this kid being sort of the main character and driving force who you also kind of think is just a little turd so i mean i think that's the closest thing off the beaten path that i can kind of bring it back to that's such a good movie that's such a great like party movie it is real bad yeah that's yeah yeah. that also doesn't really make a lot of sense or pace itself very well yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a lot of similarities here but i would definitely argue it is way worse but along that vein and way better yeah way but it's so bad it's good yeah oh yeah Yeah. i mean yeah and and then as a great companion piece to that is the documentary uh best worst movie yes yes have you seen that i have not oh Oh, it's good oh it's a whole thing it's (laughs) if if we want to talk about swamp of sadness yeah (laughs) serious um oh my gosh yeah i think i think we really uh hit it out of the park is that right (laughs) We really <laughs> took it in many different directions. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, lessons were learned. I believe. I, be- I will follow my dreams. Shit, just... 
Just say the name. God damn it. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> where can people uh, find everything that is Drea? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at PCF Chick or on Instagram at Drea Kaufman. And it's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I do the Owl Post, which is a Harry Potter podcast where we go chapter by chapter through the Harry Potter books and kind of discuss it a little bit. Spoilers free. So a lot of people who haven't read are reading along. So that's real fun real hard not to spoil oh, god gotta that's say. gotta be it's real hard that is i would not be successful <laughs> and we're that. we're about two-thirds of the way through the fifth book so nice. we're, we're real deep and thick in there yeah. um and you can find that um on itunes or stitcher wherever you listen to your podcast or the nerdparty.com yay yay and uh where can people find the work of nathan blackwell uh so um i'm on instagram twitter facebook at squishy studios um and we're we've been working on we're working on a big project right now yes um we're yeah uh, and And i helped yeah you did (laughs) yeah we we did one day of filming for it um just kind of like a Mm pre-shoot Um, but yeah, so there'll be more info as the months come down. It's a long-term project, but um, it's going to be great. Th- well, that's always the intent. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you, moon child. <laughs> I'll hold so. back the nothingness for you. <laughs> oh, thanks guys. <laughs> Um. Cool. Yay! And then, did you say the Squishy Studios part? Yeah, Squishy Studios. And okay. then we've got a website, squishystudios.com. dot com. Okay. Really need to write another blog. Um, yes, and then how, how about you? I hear NCT now has a actual like physical front surface. We do. Yes. After many years of existing in a wind tunnel, uh, <laughs> we now have a front door and some nice windows. So uh, come see me in physical reality at National Comedy Theater on Main Street in downtown Mesa, Arizona. Um, or if you're too far away for that, uh, find me in the interwebs. If you're 10,000 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> or find a luck dragon. Or watch us, yeah, watch us like Bastion. Yes. <laughs> uh, at NCT Phoenix um, on, the, on the Instagrams and nctphoenix.com, the website. And uh, me personally is at klens37 on the Instagrams. Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hey, you know what you could do that would be, just be super great? Uh, first of all, call my name <laughs> to name the empress. <laughs> uh, give the empress a name, uh, but also like, hey, tell a friend. Um, give us a thing where you thumbs up or star or review. Or- yeah, it, it sounds super cheesy, and it, it, we're not trying to make ourselves feel great. Like if you leave a review on iTunes, it actually affects the algorithm, and people just kind of like scanning and looking at kind of podcasts. And uh, the amount of reviews, it's one of those things that people check. Like, are people actually listening to this podcast? Are they giving it a good review? And so it's not about us and our egos. It's about finding... Yes, maybe it is, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I really want to get sponsored by Quip. The hell is Quip? <laughs> it's like they sponsor every single podcast that I listen to. Or Foodbox. To. Right? Yes. Audible. <laughs> yes. Is that like the new, yeah, I was going to say, is that like the new Audible? So yeah, it, yeah. it, it helps us um, and other people discover the show. So thanks. Well, isn't there also a Facebook is a Facebook and yeah, a and website and it's all most excellent pod. Yeah. And I, I know this is like a big fan. Like there are people who are uber passionate about this movie. So you could come and tell us how fucking wrong we are. <laughs> if yes. you want, at least that's something. Yes. Tell us how we have made so many mistakes <laughs> and do not understand <laughs> what the movie is trying to say. 
uh yeah that's so so much fun um yeah thank you again um as we always say on the most excellent 80s movie podcast be excellent to each other and remember be excellent to each other and party, party on, on dude